Welcome back, explorers. I'm David, that's Wesley, and this is the Trailcast. Weekly show that gets so far off track, you'll have to stick around to see just where we end up. David, it's this. What's up? Nobody's actually catching fire, but today we are talking about Hunger Games catching fire. Burnout. No fun. Okay, David, I have a problem that I need to address here really quickly. I was thinking about this earlier today. So our tagline for this show is the show weekly show that gets so far off track, you'll have to stick around to see just where we end up. You structure this thing way too well for us to get off track anymore. I have a bone to pick with you now. Well... I mean, our conversations still go all over the place. Yeah. Fair, enough. Fair enough. But talking about structure. What do you think, Sarah? What do you think, Sarah, as, as a listener of the podcast? My nose itches. Uh, thank you for that. That's commentary. what I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> so I wasn't really listening. I, uh, I listened to a podcast um, my sister Taylor got me uh, listening to. And uh, they start off the podcast, the main guy's thoughts, and they're always random. So that's how they start the podcast off. So uh, we're not doing that today with Sarah's random thoughts. But, uh, thank you for your input. That was uh, random, but... Um... <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right, so David. I, I did the same, right, but we're David. not going to do it. <laughs> Move on. All right, All right David. <laughs> Get this back on track. So, yeah, today we're talking about Hunger Games Catching Fire. And after that, we've got Trailcast Trivia and What's New With You. So, yeah, and well, actually, an actual What's New With You. An actual What's New With You, because uh, for the past uh, six weeks, we've just been talking about Ahsoka. Sadly, nothing's new. Well, we'll get, we'll get to that we'll when get we to get that. to it. Alright. All right. So, who wants to go ahead and start off the conversation about Catching Fire? I think Wesley does. Okay. I do? Okay. Uh, okay, so, watched Catching Fire the other night. Um, I thought it was good. I mean, it's a, it's a good franchise. I mean, I feel like it's a little bit, I mean, it's not, it's not underrated, um, but it's an... Uh, what, the last movie came out in, what, 2015 or 2016? Sarah, you can correct me on this, because you should know. I don't know, years. Okay. Well, it came out, like, almost 10 years ago. Uh, that that so, period is about right, but I don't mm, know the exact year. Yeah. It's like 8 to 10 years ago, so it, it's obviously going to start ramping up a little bit more with the uh, song Bird and Snakes coming out in a couple months here, in a month. It's yeah, it still due to month. release. It comes out next month. So it's going to ramp up a little bit, but I feel like it's still an underrated rated franchise, um, even with that. Uh, but it's a good movie. Um, I liked it. It's, you know, in this one, we'll dive into it a little bit more, but they do the exact same thing that they did in the first one because it's a year after 
and they go to the 75th Hunger Games, um, they do same thing. They go into the Hunger Games. They show different aspects of it because they have already been through one. Um, but it is also nice how they change up enough of it. Like, you know, they change up the fact that uh, past tributes who have won are now uh, the tributes in this Hunger Games. Um, this Hunger Games, the 75th Hunger Games, never ends, technically, uh, because uh, um, a rebellion is being started and a. Sarah has a comment. I will shut up now because Sarah's probably going to correct me on something. It's not true. Uh, the events of the Mockingjay are somewhat jokingly considered the 76th Hunger Games, but also technically everyone who survived the 75th Hunger Games is a victor because they got out alive, and that's the only requirement. Oh, yes, I mean, I understand that. Um, but as far as regular regularity of the Hunger Games, it was never completed because it wasn't on down to a single victor. Um, neither was the 74th. Seven, neither was the 74th. Um, so the last true Hunger Games was the 73rd. Um, and, like you said, um, what, what's what's the, what's the face for, David? Huh? David is last always time. making that face. Okay, that's fine. The last time they had a single victor was a... Okay. Yeah. Was the seventy fourth Hunger Games? Seventy third. Seventy third Hunger Games. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. People talking. I have the floor. Shut up. Anyways, um, with all that being said, like I, I, you know, it's a good movie. Uh, Finnick is, and uh, you know, he does. Peter's looking pretty good too. So. Peter looks a lot better in this one than in the last one. Mm-hmm. Now, and that's coming from somebody that. who is a PETA girl from the start. Now, one thing that uh, one thing that I kind of thought of when when I was watching this movie. Now, I know um, you know before we say uh, when we talked about Lord of the Rings, we talked about how that's probably the best book to movie adaptation. This one is not perfect, but I think this one is 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 really good for a book to movie adaptation. Yeah, I agree. Mm. There's a lot of scenes that are specifically like the dialogue are basically just pulled right off the page. Mm-hmm. And the things that are left out, if most of them, if you're looking for them, like if you know to look for, for them because you've read the books, you'll see them. And the ones that you that aren't there, like Mags, not Mags, Mags is there. Madge in the first book. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she's in the second book too, but um, doesn't exist in the movies. Mm-hmm. So Katniss gets the pin from the Hob instead, and that's like one of the biggest changes. It, that's the only one I really have a problem with, honestly, like off the top of my head. But otherwise, they do a really good job of like keeping the events of the books, but also still telling a cohesive mm-hmm. story that you can do in under three hours. And again, it's hard to, it really is hard to adapt a book to screen because you do have to condense a lot of the events of the, you know, books. Um, Particularly, sorry, go ahead. Well, and I, I would say that's why you have like certain side characters and stuff missing from the movie and certain events that you don't see in the actual film. Yeah. 
Um, particularly because the all of the whole entire series is written from the perspective of Katniss. Mm-hmm. So generally, there's a book to movie adaptation that is taken from a first perspective book. It's just like constant narration, which I'm glad they didn't do because that just gets annoying. Mm-hmm. But they do they do a good job of like showing, not telling. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing uh, that you mentioned with this, Sarah how they do it, like, have to condense it down in under three hours. Um, both of these movies are long movies. Uh, this one that uh, we just watched, Catching Fire, was two and a half hours. Um, and, you know, it does have a lot of ground to cover in a very short amount of time. I mean, you know, watching a movie, yeah, two and a half hours is a, is a long time, but it's a short amount of time to tell a lengthy story. And... I do think they go about doing it in a really good way. They set up things that they need to set up. They, you know, hit the main plot points um, that they need to hit within the story. Um, one thing I noticed again in this one that also happened in the first one, we don't get into the arena until an hour into the movie. Uh-huh. There's all that setup, hour worth of setup before we actually get to the main action. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I was going to bring that up. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to bring that up because I, I uh, watched the CinemaSins video earlier in preparation, and that's one of his biggest gripes, and it's a gripe that I've heard from other people. is like, oh, it's a Hunger Games movie, and the Hunger Games doesn't even start until it's like an hour and a half in. I think he said it's like 81 minutes exactly or something like that. Um, But specifically with this one, the games aren't the point of the mm. movie. Like, the rebellion is the point of the movie. The games are... An, effect of that and that's why it takes such a long time to get to that because it's it's building up all of the building up and flushing out all of the political turmoil in pan am that you see from the first uh hunger games and even in the book uh the games go by extremely quickly like it's mentioned several times like how quickly people die in like the first couple days and then it's not much longer after that before you know it's down to the last little group of them and they start setting up the trap Mm. i think one thing too with all that in mind is uh specifically from the first one like you said in this one um it's setting up stuff with the rebellion but it's also like if you start a movie off and all you have is action don't have any character development and that's really what they're doing in the first one you know it might hit about an hour before you get into the action of the of the movie in the hunger games but throughout that first hour you're watching the movie you are getting to know katniss you are getting to know Peta, and you're like i don't want to see these people get hurt you might mention some other characters here and there too like you're really latching on to them same with this, the beginning of this one here you're like oh they're going you you feel more for them and it makes the games that much more like intense because you have an attachment to all these characters and you've been growing attached to these characters for a longer period of time than just like 20 30 minutes in the beginning of the movie yeah first one also has the job of doing all of the world building i mean like you if you haven't read the books you don't go into the first games knowing what the hunger games is what a reaping is you don't know what the capital is or what the citizens are like like Mm. you don't know what district 12 does you didn't even know there were 12 districts so like there's a lot that gets covered, and it's not, like, just complete exposition dump either. Like, they do it in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But David, I had mentioned this to Sarah earlier today um, when we were talking about uh, stuff for this, um, and how uh, she's mentioned many times when we're watching through the movie, she's like, "Oh, this scene is word for word out of the book." And um, we've talked about this before, um, particularly usually with Star Wars, um, but how uh, I think we mentioned with the um, uh, Knights of the Old Republic video game, how they're doing a remake of it. And we're like, we don't care if you do the same story, you just make it a better video game, like an updated video game. We just want to see what we love, the story that we loved, you know. It's the same thing here is like, you know, they went into it. They were like, oh, well, people have already read this. Should we subvert expectations? No. Let's go into it and make the story that the fans want to see. Like, you read it here. Here's what you envisioned. Here's what I as, you know, I envisioned. This is this is what it looks like to, to watch mm-hmm. what you read. And and that, that goes back to my point. If you're saying like, you know, it's not perfect. But like I said, I think this is a very good uh book to movie adaptation now granted it has been a long time since i've read the books um i i was thinking about that earlier because i'm i'm in the middle of reading uh battle of songbirds and snakes ballad of songbirds and snakes right now and have you read it before Hmm? have you read the the ballad of songbirds and snakes before no i'm I'm reading it so so uh before the movie comes out i want to finish it before the movie comes out okay but um I was thinking about it, I'm like, I, I probably should have reread the original trilogy before uh, diving into that and before we actually talked about it on the podcast. But, um, like I said, I, from what I remember, and because I also remember watching the movies uh, after I read the books, and they were, from, you know, from what I remember, that, that they followed the books very well. Yeah, uh, Hunger Games was one of the series that I would read about yearly growing up i mean like give or take i might miss a year i might read it twice the next year but um so i've read the series probably at least like six times and there is stuff that's left out but it's nothing that's like not understandable Mm -hmm. yeah and like I said, you're going to get that in an any in any adaptation because they do have to condense an entire book um, into like I was looking at the the um, battle the audio book for the Battle of Songbirds Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is 16 hours. So it's I know, a long book, and I know it's the longest of the of the four, but still imagine condensing that into two and a half hours. That's hard. <laughs> Maybe it'll come out, and then we'll find out it's a part one. I I kind of hope that's what what they're gonna do, cause uh, yeah. But we're not talking. I will about say that, that would that book would be very easily split into two parts, cause there's like a very clear, like act one and act two sort of. Mm-hmm. And more <laughs> money. Studios love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Oh. So, uh, off of some of that stuff, uh, let's talk a little bit about different parts of the movie because you know we we're breaking down a lot of the lot of the from one to another ratio, you know, book to movie ratio, how it looks, you know, from one to the other. Um, looking here at your uh, your outline that you have here, and 
starting off with the victory tour that they go on. Um, now, they go on this victory tour, start off the movie. It's, uh, uh, you know, it's for the Capitol. It's not for them. It's for the Capitol. Mm -hmm. um, and they pay tribute to the other tributes. Um, so they first go to District 11. And they have a uh, uh, speech, which um, I don't remember. I did watch the CinemaSins video earlier today as well, Sarah. Uh, but I don't remember, and maybe you remember this. Um, but in that scene, a couple things happen. First off, in all honesty, I don't think Katniss says anything wrong. That should be, like, he doesn't say anything to evoke rebellion. He's like, basically, I'm sorry. For what happened to Rue. Also, you've made this comment to me. I don't outright know this, but uh, the um, uh, three fingers up and and the whistling is, or three fingers at least, is is a sign of like uh, it's, it's used in District Twelve for for death. Correct, sir. For funerals, yeah. Funerals. So, um, that being done in district 11 doesn't really make i mean and sarah i want you to elaborate on this a little bit more because you'll know more of the ins and outs for it but whether or not he didn't say anything to evoke them to do that but it's kind of like and this is sarah explain this to me because i'm, I'm lacking the knowledge here why is that right off the bat seen as uh an act of rebellion because had that become the symbol of the rebellion at this point in time or was it just you know, what was it? Because that's a sign of death or, uh, you know, done at funerals in District 12. And that would be them kind of showing respect to her and respect for Rue, you know. So one thing I'll say right off the bat, because I've also heard other people say this is like, oh, well, why would they use it if it's a District 12 thing? I don't know that it's not used in the other districts. We just know that it is used in 12. Even if it isn't used in the other districts, Katniss does that to Rue when she dies. So the entire, I mean, it's, Rue is the uh, District 11 tribute. They all would have been watching, and they would all know that at least the significance to Katniss, even if it's not a cultural thing for them. Um, in my opinion, it's not, I, I think the Capitol screwed up here, because I think they could have not done this, and it would have, incited less anger than if they hadn't just killed the guy. But, um, mm. it's not necessarily a symbol of the rebellion yet. The mocking Jay pin more is, but, um, it's more just Katniss herself is the symbol of the rebellion. So showing solidarity is in and of itself kind of siding with the rebellion at that point. Because in the as much as she doesn't want to be at that point, at, at the, that's what the people see her as. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I had something else. What was I going to say? I don't know. Hang your head on the table. Uh, uh, okay. Well, she did it, so that... I have a way it's with important, words. It's important. It'll come to me. Uh-huh. Um, what are your thoughts on all that, David? Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Sorry, David. Shut up, David. You don't get to talk. <laughs> um, also, and this has gone into the books a little bit more, but it's also kind of demonstrated in the movies. Um, 
the peacekeepers in 12. In the second movie, they get more, and we'll get into that later. But the peacekeepers in 12 in the first movie are can barely really be called peacekeepers because they kind of just let everything slide as long as they can benefit from it. And they buy meat from Katniss and Gale, even though hunting is illegal. So, like, Katniss grew up with that sort of environment, and it's her and Rue talk about it in the first one, that the peacekeepers in District 11 are, like, way stricter. Like, uh, Rue talks about there was... um, This is only from the books. They get these glasses that help them see in the night. Um, And Rue talks about how they use them in District 11 because she climbs in the trees at night, so she needs them. And uh, she talks about how there was a boy who was like special needs who like tried to take the glasses home and like hid them when he was like leaving and the peacekeepers just like shot him on the spot so that's also probably part of it is that you know if that had happened in district 12 before i don't remember the new peacekeeper's name ugly over there um before he gets there that probably that kind of thing probably wouldn't have happened in District Twelve just because they were kind of lax. But in District Eleven, it probably took a lot less to be seen as rebelling. All right, David. If you feel like you should talk now, we will allow it. <laughs> but we'd rather you didn't. Well, fine then. I won't. Good. Good. We're just going to have you... No, no, no. There's no crickets, David. We're talking. <laughs> just, uh, you're, just pro- you're just producing this one, all right? You're going to be our producer for the day. Isn't, that what, isn't this what uh, me and Maggie did to you? Or did you, y'all do it to me? I don't remember. I think we did it to you. And she was on a couple yeah, months back. Much. Yeah, pretty yeah. I'm already a talker. I talk a lot. I already talk too much on this podcast as it is. Oh, if we have someone else on, then it's just going to be a two-way conversation, and you're just going to be sitting there looking stupid. But I mean, you can't really help it. You were born that way. I don't know. Sarah just and I kind of did. Eyes. Sarah and I kind of did that. To you with Lord of the Rings episode, but that was always going to happen. Yeah, sure. I, I, I wasn't planning on talking for that one. I, I came in and was ready to take a nap. So, <laughs> what I did. Uh, okay. So, anger aside, because I feel like. That is one good aspect. Like I think that it's a tribute to the acting and the way that they they just made the movies. You really want to just kill anyone from the Capitol because you're mad at them, and uh, you know. Yes, that's a credit to their acting, or maybe they're just real douchebags. But uh, anyways, so uh, ooh, Sarah, thought. Katniss is threatened by snow. Yeah. Uh, well, I just oh, like it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Katniss, uh, Katniss is threatened by snow, and he threatens to kill her whole family if she does not comply because of the act of rebellion that that she's shown. Now, in the past, uh, and the one example that I, not the only example that I know is, hey, Mitch, um, snow has just warning he's just killed because of because of uh 
like, hey, Mitch made the Capitol look stupid in, in Snow's eyes. And so, no, had all his family killed. Katniss gets a warning. Now, Snow, essentially from the beginning, really has his eyes on Katniss. I mean, in the, in the first movie, uh, he's talking to uh, whatever his name is, the, the game master guy. Um, yeah, he's talking to him and he's like, you gave her a pin or something for the rankings. And he was like, well, she was good. And he was like, she shot an error at you. So the whole entire time he's having these conversations and he's having his eye on Katniss. So that all being said, he does not like Katniss. Why do you think that he gives Katniss a chance? Is it because of the fact that the people are looking to Katniss for hope? And that he knows that it's going to really be bad if he just wipes her out. Or, like, what if he so doesn't wipe her out, opinion, but he kills everyone else? He could kill he everyone else and... But. He definitely didn't want to kill her, because then she would just become a martyr. Um, but I think even if she... If they had just, like, murdered her entire family... The plan, originally, before the quarter quell, was for Katniss to convince everyone... That he wasn't rebelling at all. And if that had worked out for the Capitol, it would have worked out really well. So I think that if he had just come right out of the gate and murdered her entire family, there's no way you're going to get her to cooperate. And if, if anything, she's probably going to help the rebellion more. So I think that's the main reason, is just like, he was trying to do something a little more diplomatic at first. And then when that didn't work, he turns to the quarter quell. Hmm. That's fair. Um, the one thought I have with it, too, is that, you know, obviously it doesn't work out well for Snow in the long term. Um, but, like, it's interesting that that's the, the, the route he takes because you see it. And, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong from the books. But in the movie, at least, you see nobody's buying the love story. Nobody's buying it. So if the, the the districts don't buy it, that's who needs to buy it. If the districts don't buy it, they're like, hey, tell us what you really think. Tell us. Lead us. Like, they're looking for a leader. They're looking to her. No. And they understand the limitations that Katniss probably has. They understand the strictness of the capital. I mean, they have peacekeepers running around shooting them if they step out of line even just an inch. So... Like, is it really that much better for him to have gone that route? Obviously, that's the route he took. I'm not, hey, I'm, just, I'm just making conversation. So, is it really, I mean, like, obviously, I don't know if there's a way that it works out better because the Rebellion had been planning an uprising for a while and had been figuring out how to go about doing that. So, I think Snow... Like a system run by fear is eventually going to fall because people aren't going to allow that for forever, you know. Well, Snow himself even admits that it's fragile to Katniss. I mean, she says it's fra it must be fragile if it can be taken down by a couple berries, and he's like, yeah, it is. Um, but in my opinion, it was never going to work. And even if, even if they had convinced everyone that they were madly in love with each other, it still wouldn't have worked because the point isn't, in my opinion, their Katniss's actual intentions when she pulled out the berries. 
because the end result was still that she put the capital in, you know, in between a rock and a hard place. And that was never going to change, you know, no matter whether she did it because she wanted to not kill PETA or if she did it because she, you know, was trying to start a rebellion. And if you look like at her actual intentions, her intentions are basically just, hey, like, I, she's not madly in love with the guy yet. It's like, hey, I don't want to kill you. You don't want to kill. You're definitely not going to kill me. And they have to have a victor. So if we both die, they don't have a victor. And it's basically just like that one plus one thinking. It's not like, ooh, I'm going to do something evil and, you know, put the capital in a tough position. And it's also not like, oh, if he dies, I'll I'll never, you know, find love again. And she does say, like, if she killed him, she could never forgive him, forgive herself. But, like, you know. Yeah. That's one thing that me and David mentioned in the past one is that, um, uh, and apparently I think, uh, I think it's mentioned somewhere. It might have been Cinema Sins that I heard this from. But uh, Katniss isn't the killer, despite the fact that they keep talking about how much of a killer she is. He only kills one, really one person in the Hunger Games. Uh, Kato is a mercy kill, and all the other ones are just kind of killed by what she does, less of what she actually, like, actually killing them. But she, like, she's not, she doesn't like the system. She's against the system. So, like you said, like, there's no reason for her to want to kill Peta, and Peta's not aggressive to her, so he has no reason to want to kill her either. Another thing is, um, like, right at the beginning of the quarter quell, Peta gets stuck in the water and, and kills the guy to get out. And the CinemaSins guy, I don't remember his name, whatever. Um, he's like, wow, that was pretty, like, zero to a hundred for a guy who's never killed anyone. Peta did kill people in the Hunger Games. I don't know why, why he thinks that he didn't. Um, he has at least two confirmed kills, and it's possible he had more when he was with the careers. So I heard something about, and and I wasn't paying attention that hard, but I think it was the girl that they scared in the woods um, who was making the fire, the, the girl. Uh, and that. So apparently they killed her and never heard the cannons go off, so they sent, apparently, what I heard, I don't know this for a fact, you can correct me, but apparently they sent Peter back to kill her. Oh, yeah. is that one of the kills that he's confirmed to have? Or? That's one, and then Foxface is also one. Which one's that? Uh, that's the girl who eats the berries. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, he doesn't really do that on purpose. Well, no, but I mean, like, you can't really say that Peter went through the games and came out innocent either. Uh. No, he didn't. Um, I, w- I will say, though, I am kind of shocked to hear... Uh, that he would have actually gone back and killed that one girl, you know, because that was that was like a douchebag move on the career's part. Like they were making fun of well, killing this innocent okay, little okay, girl. Okay. At the same time, he was trying to. His goal was to help Katniss, and to do that, he had to convince them that he was helping them. Yeah, yeah. One thing about Peta is that he is constantly underestimated. And, like, he's actually probably one of the smartest people in the entire series. Like, he all, he knows how to play people. Like, not even like a fiddle, because he doesn't even have to try that hard. He plays people like a triangle. He's just like, ding, 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 and they just do what he wants. Mm-hmm. I will say, I think in, um, I think it's in this one. 
where uh, I mentioned it to you when we were watching it. I can't remember if it was when he was drowning the guy or if it was after they had gone back to the uh, cornucopia and they were on it and they got jumped um, after they met the other people. Um, I don't remember if it was then or then, but where Peter was in a, in a one-on-one fight with someone and uh, he, he did something or, or something or another. And I was like, you know, it's it's underestimated just how, like, they mentioned in the first movie, but it's really brushed aside. Peta is strong. Like, mm-hmm. he's he's not a yeah. small guy. He's strong. He's big. He can fight. You know, like, in the first movie, Kato's seen as this big, buff, you know, jacked guy who can just rip people's heads off. And it's like, Peta may not just look that part uh, off the bat, but he he's... He's not that far off from it. I don't know this for a fact, but I feel like it was kind of implied that Kida is physically stronger than Kato. Kato just has a lot more skill. Well, and they're close enough that the strength doesn't really make enough of a difference. Well, and, and Now, if you... you're counting Thresh, Thresh had the skill and could probably throw Peter around like a Sack of potatoes. Why well, I, I don't understand how in the books Thresh is killed by Kato. It makes more sense in the movies. Well, he technically might not have been. He could have been killed by the Mutts. Oh, I thought that it was confirmed that he was killed by the... That's all I've heard, that he was killed by the uh, Kato in the books. He dies off screen and Kato goes after him, so it's kind of implied, but also the Mutts come, off, come after him soon. So the, the books the, the there's a make bit more... of so it wouldn't have been the mutts, um, but he still could have died, you know, from something else. And also, I mean, Kato is a career, so he could have gotten the upper hand, but it's just like you look and see how jacked Fresh is, and like he has some skill behind it too. And it's like, sure, but Kato would have had to have some advantage to have been able to, you know, best him in a fight. It's seemingly, Fresh was also. You know, uh, sorry, Fresh was also oh. much more self-sufficient than any of the careers were. Like he didn't have a big pile of food; he went and got his own food because he, he, I guess, worked with the grains and stuff in District Eleven. So that's he just went off into the field and well, and that was, grass. That was the that's one thing the careers kind of had a disadvantage in is they weren't you know they they were very heavily skilled in the fighting aspects of the Hunger Games. But their main, their main strategy for survival was just capture the cornucopia and cut off the rest of the tributes from the supplies. Yeah, they Which did, it would have worked. But yeah, but the, but they didn't have to. A lot, I feel I feel like a lot of them didn't fe- didn't see the need for learning how to forage and actually survive because, like I said, that that was their plan. They just you know capture the cornucopia and they have all the supplies they need well and they also usually are more likely to get sponsors than the other day mm. even after the food is blown up they're probably not starving they just you know instead of getting sponsors for weapons or whatever else they might need they have to use it on food mm-hmm. um okay so next up would probably be the uh, quarter quell, the uh, third quarter quell, 25 years in between, 75th Hunger Games. 
Um, now, uh, this one, the little fun little thing they change up in this one is that uh, they have the views will be reaped from the existing winners. Um, now, this is something that is shown to have been uh, the Game Master's uh, idea, uh, who is apparently part of the Rebellion, kind of plain snow. So this obviously was a plan of theirs to, I guess, in a way, isolate Katniss, I guess, and then be able to extract her so that they can get her mm-hmm. to the Rebellion where she can lead lead the Rebellion as a, a figurehead more or less. Um, so I don't know what thoughts David has on this, but you raised your hand, Sarah, so we'll hand that off to you. and then uh, I just know, wanted to clear up a, a little bit of a common misconception. So every quarter quell is not reaped from the existing pool of victors. Each quarter quell has a different rule. And Hamish won the second quarter quell. I, I might just not know, but as far as I know, nobody really knows what happened in the first one. Um, I was about to ask what that one was. I I, I don't know, and I, I as far as I know, it's never talked about. Um, but the second one is double the amount of people, so it's two girls and two boys, forty-eight total, instead of twenty-four. Um, it's the quarter quell is supposed to be like these the rule, like the rules that they pick out were supposed to be like set out from the beginning. Um when the Hunger Games started. But it's very heavily implied and probably definitely true that they added, or, or if not added, they you know chose to pick that one instead of making it random because they wanted to kill Katniss. Plutarch wanted to get her somewhere that he could get her away. Hmm. Well, yeah. and, and like, it, it, I think what you, what you were saying with that is that the like the um each quarter quell like the, they when the hunger games were established they kind of had like rules they could put in for quarter quells. Yeah, saying? I mean it's okay. a scene in the you see snow like pick out of an envelope and read it kind of oh, like yeah. they do for the reaping. But I think we can all agree that there's no way that that was just accidentally the one that he picked. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean if you think about that too. Before um, Katniss and Peter won, you know, that wouldn't have really worked. I guess if they hadn't won the 74th, that wouldn't have really worked because there wouldn't have been enough tributes from at least District 12, you know? Well, I think. Yeah, and that. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think another thing, and this is what's uh, a thing that Simonson's mentioned that does kind of make some sense, is you're telling me that there are enough survivors. Winners from each district that you can choose a boy and a girl from each district. Like there are that many winners that are still alive. Like you know how like obviously it's not like any uh, the odds are even within them all. Like obviously skill and other things, but depending on how the arena goes, anyone can win. Um, but like obviously the careers tend to win these more often than not. So districts one, two, maybe three and four, sometimes they tend to have more winners than a lot of the, the later districts. So you're telling me, though, that there's, like, is Katniss the only one that's the only person? Like, she's definitely going to go in? There has to be the same thing going on with some of the other districts as well. 
No, so it, uh, they don't specifically say who, but there are a couple other districts, and it's also only the girls. All of the districts, I guess, had multiple male uh, winners, but there, Katniss mentions that there's a couple other girls who, like, they didn't have a chance about going in again. I think Joanna might be one of them, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Axe Lady. But, uh, you know, another point talking about the movie, too, that uh, I know we mentioned last time, but casting in these movies is amazing. Like. I think Hamish's casting is phenomenal. It's mm. one that's a, a little bit underrated, but Woody Harrelson just, like, knocks it out of the park. Mm. Yeah, he does a good job at this. It's Woody Harrelson, so what can you expect? But I mean, like, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's How also a lot of, like, pretty A-list actors in there, considering, I mean, Hunger Games was a successful book series before it was a movie. But, I mean, the budget for the first one wasn't insane. And you still have, uh, I don't remember their names, like the actors' names, but the guy who plays Caesar Flickerman, um, the guy who plays Pluck Heavensby, you know, they're all pretty. And Jennifer Lawrence had even been in a couple big things. This was like kind of her defining role, I guess. But I mean, she, well, she'd already done a uh, um, X Men First Class, yeah. So yeah. And while she's not like the main main character in in that one specific, I mean, she is a pretty big character in it. But like, she's you know, one of the three main still, characters. But yeah, she's still she's have... still big enough to be considered an A lister in that movie, and you know. She's still a big actress to get for this role. Mm. You have the the lesser Hemsworth brother. It's the lesser one, but it's still a Hemsworth brother. And Josh Hutcherson was in Zathura when he was like eight years old. So, you know, there he gets to be there, too. <laughs> I was going to say, what 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 had Josh Hutcherson <laughs> really been in prior to any of this? Like, was he kind of a no name? Not maybe not a no name, but like, was he a lower list actor at this point And this kind of brought him up? Other than Zathura, I don't know of anything else he's in. Uh, I don't know if you guys know what Zathura is, but it's a it's basically Jumanji, but in space mm-hmm. from like the nineties. Sounds lame. Oh, it's a good movie. <laughs> Speaking of Josh Hutcherson, I again haven't seen him in much of anything in except for this. Uh, but have you seen the new Five Nights at Freddy trailer or the trailer they they put out? Uh, yes, he's in that. No, I haven't. And I'm excited. Uh, but that is something that I think we should talk about on here because I I've only the only reason I've gotten into Five Nights at Freddy is because of game theory. I just I've listened to everything that he's put out, so eventually I just came around to mm-hmm. his FNAF uh, theories. I mean, it looks interesting, and you know, I mean, I I know some of the lore, having never played the games. <laughs> oh. I, I think had people a who played the games know some of the lore. Mm. I did. Really I actually didn't play the games. I didn't play the games because I am a weenie and I didn't want to get scared. But I like the lore, so I had a FNAF phase where I like would just like dove into the lore to learn everything. Mm-hmm. I'd yeah, like to play. Um, it I remember all of it. But... Okay, here we go, Wesley. Before that movie comes out, we need to do a gaming video where we play FNAF for the first time. <laughs> all right, I'm down figure it out see when it's going to come out maybe it won't come out till uh, next october 
I doubt it. I don't, I don't think it's early enough to come out this year. Cause, uh, mm. No, but, they, they, uh, they would already have, sure. they would already have an actual trailer and stuff out and a release date if it was coming out this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it might get delayed because people are whiny about things. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the uh, writers' strike has uh, finished up, but the actors' strike I think is still going on. From what I've heard, I don't keep up with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, back to the Hunger Games. <laughs> what do y'all have to say about the arena and what happens in the games? I actually think that's really interesting because Plutarch Heavensby is the head game maker and we know he's on the side of the Rebellion. So he wants Katniss, and, you know, if possible, Peta, to survive. And then he goes and makes, like, one of the deadliest arenas ever. <laughs> like, well, like, 12 different, like, it's a too. small arena, so everyone is constantly running into each other. And then it's also just 12 sections of death. Like, there's, like, in the 74th Hunger Games, the, the game makers will, like, add things in. Like, when Katniss was getting too far, they sent a fire to send her back in the direction of the careers. But, like, just a constant, like, this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then, like, you better hope you're not running in the direction that the clock is going, because by golly, you would get tired. <laughs> um, that That is one thing, though, that uh, is shown at the beginning of it all, is, like... He's laying it on real thick with snow. So it looks like he's a part of all this. He is a capital person. Not a capitalist, yeah. but a capital person. Um, I mean, it works, hey. But I, I still think they're like, even with everyone trying to protect Katniss and Peter, there's still a lot of times they could have died very easily. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, like, you can even see it like, okay, what if Katniss nodded off while they were in that the fog area, you know? Yeah. What if Peta uh, hadn't won the fight in the water? He would have been dead. What if Finnick hadn't known CPR? He would have been dead again. You know, the oh, monkeys no. were, like, no. very close to killing them. The fog was also very close to killing them. If Mags hadn't, you know, given herself up, it probably would have killed all three of them. Yeah. That, that is one thing that's kind of sad is the, is the fog with Mags. And so Finnick is obviously a part of the rebellion. He's there to protect Katniss and Peta both. Um, and so, you know, when, when the fog comes and now PETA can't, can't, he has to, they have to carry PETA, you know, the only option is for Nick to, to help or carry him. And Mags, assuming, I would assume, is part of the rebellion as well. And she sacrifices herself. And Finnick here is like this mentor, this, this, like, probably mother, grandmother figure to him. He knows what she has to do. He knows that she can't come with them. Yeah. And um, he has books, to watch this. In the books, Katniss does try to carry her for a little while, but they don't get very far. Mm-hmm. And then she ends up leaving. Um, One little tidbit. This is kind of a little bit of a headcanon of mine. It's kind of, I guess, implied if you're looking for it. But when they're watching the uh, briefings before the games and they go to Phoenix and Mags and you see Mags volunteer for Annie. Um, Phoenix hugs Mags 
and she like kind of pushes him off and like faces him back towards the camera. I think that's because she didn't want everyone to know that like he that was a main weakness of his because she knew going into it that she wasn't going to survive and she wanted him to be able to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> he probably was one of the better ones going into that uh, into those games because even going into his game when he won the first time. Um, he was a skilled fighter, you know, with, with it all. Like he, he was no joke even at 14 winning the Hunger Games and even much so now this uh, from what I was looking at, I think he won the 64th or 65th. So it's been about 10 years since he won his Hunger Games. So he's about 24, 25, somewhere in there. And, um, you know, how much more so is he that much more of a skilled fighter? I mean, we see him fighting in this, you know, he's no joke. But uh, like you said, like Mags being a weakness of his he would risk his life to save her, and... He's hot. Oh, very hot. All right, David? Smile and wave, boys. Nod your head. <laughs> Sexy also, Harrison uh, Ford. I feel like the movies, this is one thing that I... I mean, they didn't do necessarily a bad job, but Phoenix, like, prowess in battle is, like, way more impressive in the books. Like, it's good in the movies. Like, you can see, like, he, oh, he's a good fighter. He... You know, it's good with the trident. But, like, uh, in the books, he weaves a net also. And, like, it's just, like, ain't nothing getting in also, his way. Like, he can just, like, snag him, stab, stab, stab. Also, is that thing even really a trident? It's kind of like a big fork. I'm talking about what he was carrying in the movie. Isn't so that what a trident is? Well, I mean, it it technically is, I guess, but instead of being like this, it's like this. But doesn't it also have? I'm I'm not, I might have been just not seeing it right, but it looked like it also had a center spike too. So that would mean it's got four spikes. I don't remember, to be honest. So that wouldn't be a trident, but um. Uh... David, David, What's the all you need. A trident and a pitchfork. Use. All, all the difference that's between all any of these is they're basically just a spear with more heads. So, you know, hey, the more the merrier, like right? A hydra. Mm-hmm. Cut off one, two, take its place. Well, I'd spent it had a lot of heads, but sure. Um, but yeah, anyway, Finnick is like, I mean, it's, like I said, it's shown in the movies, but he's very proficient at fighting. And it, oh. probably, especially even more so, now than he was at 14 because and even if and we don't really have any reason to believe that the victors have been like practicing over the years because why would they but he's still you know a 25 24 year old man instead of a 14 year old and like you don't forget that much you know (laughs) so it's like he's probably even even deadlier than he used to be i mean this is that's that's about prime prime life you know i mean they still had you know, a couple months to train. Because, I mean, if... Okay, so one thing that I guess is... I don't think it's explicitly shown in the movies is that the victory tour is always halfway between each Hunger Games. Because it's basically, like, to keep it fresh on the mind so people have to think about it more. But, um... So, right after they finish the victory tour is when the quarter quell gets announced. And that's when they know that the victors are going to be going back in. So 
like for Katniss, she knows she's going to be going back in. And Haymitch and Peta know they have a 50-50 chance, so they immediately start training. Even though they haven't been reaped yet. So Finnick mm-hmm. might have been doing that as well, but even with that, they're still all the time after they get reaped. Did he have another uh, person from his district? Because they only showed him. I don't know. I, yeah, I would I, think probably because District 4 tends to do better. I don't think it's explicitly mentioned, but yeah, I, I would think there was another male. Uh, Sarah, we have a crackhead in the house. Her name is Rosa, and she's a cat. I love her. She's hanging on her curtains. <laughs> I walked out of the bedroom the other day, and I look over, and she's like sunk into the side of the curtain. She goes, that's what she was just she doing. Just, oh, she just stared at me. And she's she's back over there. Yeah, I don't I don't know what she's doing, but she's she's definitely on crack. Um What well, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Special diet. Why why are you feeding your cat crack? It's a big question. Because it's here. fun. You don't feed your and cat funny. crack? Hey, this is why you don't have any cats. Fair point. He has like a cat you. by association. His mom has a cat. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I only have one or two. One. Just the one now, right? Yeah. I was going to say, there's only one that I know of. I couldn't remember. I know y'all have had different cats. Unless you have news, so. David. Are you pregnant with uh, a cat? Um, moving on very quickly from whatever that <laughs> might be. Uh, that is one thing Sarah mentioned in the movie is the cat changes color. Yeah. <laughs> in the first one, it's gray, and in the second one, in the uh, Walking J, it's yellow. Which it should have been yellow because its name is Buttercup and it's yellow mm-hmm. in the books. But, you know. All right. Does anyone have anything else to say about these movies? We have Trailcast Trivia coming up. Are you ready to jump into is that, Sarah? for that already? Sure. Yeah, we've already been recording for like 55 minutes, so we should probably go ahead and do this so we're not recording for like three hours. I thought this was going to be a shorter one anyways, but uh, I keep getting proven wrong with that. Uh, Sarah, I did send you the um, document that David sent me. I don't know if he sent it to you, but I, I added you in it. Did, so. I saw it. I wasn't that, sure if well, I was supposed to read well, it because I didn't know, know it had the answers. You know what, David? I one-upped you because I did it more recently. But I did it first. Well, David one-upped you because he did it first. And that's not one-upping me. That's up-downing oh. me. I don't know. Oh, I am allowed what? to look at it because I wasn't sure if it had the answers and I didn't no, want to it doesn't. It, that one that it one just has the options. Okay. Right. <clears throat> hey, the first time we did this, David had the answers and I read them all. Well, I could probably do this without the options, to be honest. So I'm just going to. Yeah, you could. So you're not answering first. I know. You are not going first. I'm going first because I need to guess. And then you can get it right. All right, so. Trailcast trivia. We still don't have an intro. Trailcast trivia. Trailcast trivia. Woman. Woman. Trailcast trivia. It's trivia on the trailcast. You ruined my song. (laughs) No, you ruined my song. Mine was way better. Guys, okay. I do it more often. <sighs> All right, David, you take both the sound bites. That again for you. 
<laughs> you do both the sound bites and you mix them together. You already Make did it that. Work, David. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I was interrupted. So, all right, ask the first question. I'm tired of this <laughs> person over here. All right. All right, question number one. Again, this one's fairly easy because Sarah just mentioned this. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> question number one. What does the old man in District 11 do before everyone in the audience or do before everyone puts why can't I not read do before everyone in the audience puts up the gesture to respect uh, District 12 Uh, A he whistles the tune Katniss and Rue use to communicate in the Hunger Games B he shouts death to the capital C he shouts long live Mockingjay or D he calls out the names of Rue and Thresh Alrighty, so, as per usual, anyone who wants to play along, we will give a brief moment of silence after each question, and in that time, pause it, because after that, we are going to uh, start spoiling things and answering the questions. So, Your moment of silence there, isn't I'm going silent. to answer this. No, it's going to be a moment of silence. Oh, shut up! Anyways, so, Sarah, I'm going to answer this first, because obviously... I know you need me to help you with this, um, but my thought is I think it's A. Um, he does the. You didn't mention the fingers in the uh, multiple choice that you just mentioned the whistle. Well, in the question, oh, he messed that up. In the question, it is uh, before everyone puts up the gesture to respect uh, or respect using District Twelve. So that that's the moment. It's that was in the question, not in the answer. So he he messed up, but it's okay. Uh, Sarah, what's your answer? Oh, uh, I was gonna go with A also because I wanted to copy you. Yeah. So. Oh, good. Yeah, that that that's <laughs> correct, obviously. But uh. But what's our score now, David? Uh, you're both one and zero. Oh, oh, what what do I have to get? It's time to still be fifty percent. Why'd you have to ask? There it's are. only been one question. There are 15 questions. So what's 50% of 15? Don't ask him to do math. <laughs> oh no, David, what is it? Well, it's 7.5, but I'm going to call you to 8 this time. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <clears throat> Alright, next question. Alright, so. Question number 2. Who does Katniss initially want as allies in the games? Is it A. Wyrus and Beatty? Is it B. Jo- or Joanna and Finnick? Is it C. Mags and Chaff? Or D. Kashmir and Brutus? Kashmir. Uh, I don't know this one, but I have a slight hunch. I am going to oh. go with Mags and... What? Shut up. Now, do you not know this one because you don't know names? Or do you not know this one because you just don't remember? We just oh. watched the movie. <laughs> I have a lot going on. Uh-huh. Alright. So, I'm remembering that she likes Mags and wants to help her. So I'm going to go with Mags and Chase. Chafe? Chafing? Um, number <laughs> C. Okay. Number C? Is it my there. turn? Yeah, it's your Number turn. Number C. Uh, the correct answer is A, Wyrus and Beatty. Really? Oh, that's Followed shortly by Mags. 
She yeah, says yeah. she wants uh, Sabidi, and then she, and then he's like, no, and then she's like, well, then Mags. Yes, that is oh. correct. Who's Wire Sabidi? The um. What? Oh, the smart ones. Yeah. Mister Wireman okay. and TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Chafe then? Chaff. Chaff. I don't care. That's the guy who uh, kisses her. He's, he's missing an arm. He's a friend of Hamage's. He says, mm-hmm. don't invite him over. He'll drink all your liquor. Okay. Were you even there when we watched the movie? <laughs> I was busy. <laughs> okay, so Sarah is 2-0. Uh, and o, Wesley's 1-1. One and one. 50%. So far. Is that all you care about? Yes. <laughs> you know that's still an F, right? <laughs> 50%, David, is... Above average. <laughs> no, it is average. Above average would be a B. No, ask me the next. <laughs> They're not true or false questions, so you that means you technically knew the answer of some of them. Probably. Uh, next question. All right, so <clears throat> question number three. Again, really easy question. You're both going to get this right. Which Hunger uh, did Games... Did you want to do research on this one? or Which Hunger Games was in Catching Fire... And what was special about it? I don't even need to read you all the answers, but I will. Is it A, the 50th, it had double attributes. B, 65th, it was the same as every other year. C, the 75th, it was a quarter coil. Or D, the 100th, it was a centennial game. You know, I thought, I guess it makes sense that you said the quarter quell. I thought you would have said what was actually special about it. But um, like you did for the 50th, uh, but my answer, and it is just a guess off of a whim because I don't know if I know this or not. Uh, it's the 75th. It was the quarter quell. There. C. Or C was backwards. So now it's uh, a B. C. Uh, are you saying C is in yes, agreeing with Wesley? Or are you saying C is that's your answer? Both of those are correct. Yeah, so. Yeah, you both got that one right. Yes, it is C. Um, Reno, on a roll now. Let's mm-hmm. go. That was really just a question I did so I could put it on Instagram and YouTube so people could get it right. You know, feel good about that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> question number four: What district are Finnick and Mags from? Is it A District One or District uh, Three? B, District 4, C, District 5, or D, District 6? Um, they are from B, B, District 4, because they're really good at fish. <laughs> Not fishing, just fish. It's fish. That's the correct. art of fish. Yes, you're both correct. It is District 4. <laughs> Fish. Alright, so now, question number five. What does President Snow smell like to Katniss? Wesley, you might oh, not I get told this. you this one. Yeah, Wesley, you might not oh, get I told this him, correct. so he should. Oh, okay. So is it A, You think I know so little? Is it I a, just don't know names. Blood and roses. B, roses and smoke. C, dirt and blood. 
or B, B, D, my dyslexia, um, D, blood and smoke. David, you gotta get your numbers right. <laughs> Next time, C, D, B. All right. Um, uh, I'm not saying I'm going to get this right, but I know that his mouth sounds, smells like blood and that he carries around a white rose to help with the smell, which I knew before you told me, Sarah. I knew that aspect of it. So I'm assuming that that's how he smells to Katniss. He smells like blood and roses. So that is going to be my answer, A, because I know he has the blood sores in his mouth and he has a rose to cover up the smell. So That's correct. Uh, also, the roses are not just regular roses. They're like bioengineered to be more perfumey than normal. And the smell of them makes Katniss sick. Specifically, the smell of them mixing with the smell of blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Sarah, you are now five and no five and zero. Wesley, you are we're both five and zero. Four and one. Five and one. Five and oh. Four and one. Five and one. All right. So, <clears throat> question number six: Who or what is Katniss named after? Is it A. Her grandmother, B. A plant with edible roots. C, a, a historical figure, or D, nothing. Put your hand down. You know, I've noticed that these moments of silence have been filled with a lot of talking yes, on my that's part. What I said. Shut up. <laughs> I'm not giving anything away. Anyways, uh, I have no idea. I am going to go with nothing, and then Sarah can tell you what the correct answer is. I feel like it's just there to throw me off, which it is, but I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to say nothing. She's named after nobody. Uh, I'll go five and two. (laughs) You keep trying to give yourself uh, an extra point. (laughs) It's a plant. It's a root, specifically. Well, the root is the edible part. Mm Mm-hmm. That's stupid. Yeah, so it is be a plant with edible roots. So, yeah, Sarah, you're six. I feel like you should have known that because her sister's name is Primrose. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and Wesley, you both are named after plants. You are four and 50%. two, not five and two. You're four and two. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. All right. Question number seven. How long do tributes have to wait on their platform before the games begin? Is it A, 15 seconds, B, 30 seconds, C, 1 minute, or D, 2 minutes? Okay, so, I don't remember this, but I know it's between 30 seconds and a minute. I'm going to go with the minute because I think I remember counting down from 60 in the first one. Uh, but I don't feel confidently about anything. So, least of all this. But all I have to do is get 50%. So, I only have to get a couple more right. Um, whatever I'm at. So, I'm going to go with whatever C is a minute. You're going to go with whatever C is, even if it's not a minute? <laughs> well, I looked at it. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's also what I'm going with. And that is correct. It is. See one minute. All right, I'm so. so good at this. Right, Look at go. me go, Mom. Aren't you proud of me? All right, question number eight. <clears throat> In the film, Gale was whipped for attacking a peacekeeper. What was he punished for in the book? Is it A, stealing, B, poaching, C, breaking curfew, or D, attacking a peacekeeper? I have never read the books a day in my life. Put your okay, hand okay, down. Okay. Sarah did mention this earlier. What, it was different in the did. books or something? I didn't yeah. mention that it's different in the books, but I mentioned what he did. Sort of. Oh. Um, Sending you my thoughts. First off, here's, a, here's no another thing that cheating. you have to think about. Here's another thing you have to think about. <laughs> We're married, not twins. Here's another thing you have to think about, though. Um, so, I don't pay attention during this podcast, all right? I talk, and by a miracle of God, it just happens to be on the same topic as, <laughs> as anyone else, okay? It's not It's not a, on purpose. I just speak my mind, and it lines up somehow with what you're saying. So, I don't pay attention. I don't know what she said. I didn't hear a word she said throughout this whole entire podcast. I don't remember a thing. Also, that was like 20 minutes ago. Let me remember 20 minutes ago. I don't remember 20 minutes ago. I'm going to go with poaching. Poaching? No. Breaking curfew. I'm going to go with breaking curfew, and I'm going to... I don't know. Why not? I, <laughs> you I don't should care. have gone poaching. What do they consider Poaching. Uh, so in the books, he gets arrested because, uh, so like I said, the old peacekeepers would buy meat from them. So he catches a turkey and goes straight to the head peacekeeper's house. And when he when the door opens, it's not the old peacekeeper, it's the new peacekeeper. So he arrests him and they like nail the turkey above his head on the whipping post. You didn't mention that. You mentioned the fact that the old peacekeepers. You mentioned the fact that they used to. That you mentioned the fact that they hunted, which I knew, and you mentioned the fact that they, the um, peacekeepers, would buy and sell at the um, at the trading place or whatever, uh, because they were a lot less lax. You did not mention that. She well, she did mention that they poached, which that that's what I was talking about. I sort of mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah, but you didn't mention the fact that that's what he got punished for. We didn't talk about that. No, that's why I said I sort of mentioned it. I didn't say it straight. Also, you didn't mentioned. let me get finished. I was still debating what I was picking. Oh, Honestly, my answer poached? was going to end up. No, my answer was going to be attacking the peacekeeper, just so I didn't have to think too hard. But I was just going down the list. <laughs> okay, I need so... to wait for you to say final answer. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that puts Wesley at five and three, and Sarah at eight. I need to get two more or three more. <clears throat> okay, don't don't do math. <laughs> oh. All right. Question number the nine. When is Katniss's birthday? Is it A, January twelfth, B, May eighth, C, August twenty first, or D, October sixteenth? All right, real quick. Let's see. I know that one. Let's see. I know. 
don't know that one. Uh, I know that one, so that gets me at two more, so seven. Uh, well, answer the question. I just shush, asked shush. you. Stop trying to stop trying to count. <laughs> don't know that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I don't know that one either. I do know that one. Oh, there we go. I can get eight. <laughs> and hopefully I'm lucky. All righty. So birthday. Higher, All right. So it's the birthday. I'm going to go with June, June, January 12th because <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know this, uh, but I'll I feel like maybe date. it's, it's June, it's June 30th. Um, anyways, it's uh, January 12th is my answer because I'm right. And that's what it's going to be okay. from is now that your on. Final answer. Yes. Okay. Yes. Are you sure? No. Well, he he already said it was his final answer. So, Sarah, I'm assuming. I actually you know don't it. remember this either, but I oh. feel like it's January 12th for some reason. I'll go with A also. I'm right. I'm amazing. Well, if it's actually, not, I feel like it's May 8th. You're actually both wrong. It is May 8th. Dang it. I knew it was one or the other. Mm hmm. So, Wesley. So now we're. Wesley, you're now five Sarah and four. Lost and... Yes, Wesley, you're five and four. And Sarah. If I could still miss every single one and, and I'd still get 50%. I'm 50%. I'm above 50%. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. And another one Sarah actually mentioned in the podcast. All right. And she actually mentioned it this time, not not just alluded to it. I she know. I know this one. All right. Question number 10. In the movie, Katniss got the Mockingjay pen in the black market. Where did she get it from in the book? Is it A, her father had given it to her, B, Gail had given it to her, C, her schoolmate Madge had given it to her, or D, she got it in the black market? in the movie to cut for time she got it off the black market because they didn't want to introduce a whole another character boom Knowledge. anyways I'm going to go with C I didn't remember her being her schoolmate but I do remember Madge being the one that gives it to her Scheme. <laughs> I didn't know they had schools in district 12 final answer final answer okay uh, that's correct. Also, a fun little tidbit is um, the pin was actually a hand-me-down to Madge from her aunt, who was Mansell Lee Donner, who was one of the female tributes who was in the same year as Hamish. She was wow. his ally. Nobody cares anyways. Nobody mm. likes you. This is I my know. show. Why do you think I act this way? I know, buddy. Can I kick you I out? I know, buddy. I know, buddy likes you. Right, I know, Wesley, nobody likes you. Wesley, you are six and four. Sarah, you are nine and one. Now I have two more to go. I only have to get two more right. <clears throat> okay, but this time you're actually playing against someone, so you know. Did mm, you really? Win? Try to I don't win. care about that. <laughs> I don't care about that. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I know she knows more about this than I do. I'm winning. All right. I own That's why I'm here. All right. Question number 11. The arena in Catching Fire is set up like a clock, with specific events happening every hour. What happens in the second hour? A. The giant wave. B. The monkey mutts. C. The poison fog. 
or D, the blood rain. Okay. So, I don't know this one, but I seem to remember the wave came from over here, and I think the, the strike is over here. So I think it's the blood rain because they were over here, and then the monkeys were over here. I think it was where they came from with the blood rain. So my final answer is going to be D, the blood rain, because I don't know. I used to have these memorized. I don't anymore. But my line of thinking is that they see the lightning strike 12 times. And then after that is when the poison fog shows up. And then after that is when the monkeys show up. And I know that the lightning strike happens at 12. I'm assuming it's mutts, but it might be poison fog. If there's a gap there, I don't remember. I'm gonna go with mutts. The monkeys. It is C, the poison fog. I keep doubting myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there, there was a uh, gap there. So the monkey mutts was the third hour. Um... So that puts you at say Sarah at nine and two, Wesley at f f six and five. You, you might you might be able to tie your, your score with last time, Wesley. Yeah. What did they get last time? He got ten and five last time. I don't know. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get eight and seven. I already know. Let's get oh. lucky. Okay. <clears throat> Question number 12. What was District 13's main industry according to the capital? What? I know the answer. Okay. okay. He has to list off them first. Put your hand down. Is it A, nuclear research, B, Construction equipment, C, engineering, or D, graphite mining. I'm not going to lie. When I first read over the answer, I was, I didn't read the last part of it. Um, and I was just like, oh, yeah, they do nuclear. Uh, but I think I remember what it is. And I believe I'm going to get it wrong. Uh, graphite mining, I think, is what they were doing. Final answer is correct yes that is correct the capital that uh you know well basically didn't want anyone to know about the nuclear research so they said that the the district 13 was a gra uh, graphite mining district cool <clears throat> all right so that puts wesley at they make pencils yes it puts wesley at seven to five sarah at ten and two I only have to get another half question right. Half question? Only have to get half of it right. Question number 13. In the movie, PETA tried to get the games uh, canceled by revealing that Katniss was pregnant. What did he do in the book? A. He proposed to Katniss. B. Nothing. C. He said he and Katniss had broken up, or D, he said Katniss was pregnant. 
Okay, so for simplicity, I'm just going to go with he said Katniss was pregnant. Because that does seem like the biggest thing you could do uh, to get the games canceled. You don't want a pregnant woman in there. Uh, even though they just completely gloss over it in the movie after he says that. Uh, but that's just going to be my answer. I'm not going to overthink it. D, he said she was pregnant. I go. At. That's correct. They don't call him Pete if it weren't for the baby Malark for nothing. Okay, despite that pun. Yes. His best moment. <laughs> yes, that, that that is correct. It was, um... It was D. You said Katniss was pregnant. What was that, David? What was that, David? What'd you say? What'd you say? What? <laughs> say that again? 50%! What, 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 did, I, did I get that right? Yeah, did now, I, did I get yeah, that now, right? Now let's see if you can uh, beat... Uh, what, 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 what does that put Sarah? me at? What does that put me at? What does that put me at, David? Getting that one right. Eight and that four. single one right. Wait, no, eight and five. Eight and four? Eight and four? Eight and five. Five. How many? How many do I have Eight to? Five. I don't care. Eight and five. How many? How many do I have to get right to get fifty percent? How many? Eight. But David, yeah. eight, eight. I have to get eight right. That's it. And I have fifty. I, I, I win. You're I won. Sufferable. All right. So yes. Now, now you. Now you just have. To, now you just have to beat Sarah. I have to listen to you. But she's at eleven and two. So you're you're you already can't. Even if she gets, <laughs> even little, if you, even if hey. you get the next two right, and she gets the next two wrong, she's still gonna have a. She's still gonna beat you. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am, I, I'm really bad at picking teams, but I'm a diehard through and through. I am a middle of the pack SEC team. Okay, I'm just like South Carolina. Well, on a good year. Um, <laughs> so you know what? I'm eight and five. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go nine and four. You can't do that. <laughs> Nine and six. I know. I did my math wrong. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, question number fourteen. Who was the male tribute for, or who's the male District Eleven tribute in the seventy-fifth Hunger Games? Is it A. Thresh, B. Chaff, C. Gloss, or D. Brutus? Two brute. What? <laughs> you cut know. out, and it just sounded like you back. screamed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, what? I said e two brute. E two brute. No, that's not my final answer. I am going to go with chaff because that's the only. I'm going go with Mister Chafe over here, chafing. Uh, Thick thighs or something, um, because that's the only person I re I remember. Um, although I don't know if it makes sense for him to be it, because you said he had one arm, but I don't remember. I don't know. I don't care. That's the only person I know. I don't know who any of the people are. I know Fresh is. He's not from this one. I don't know. I don't. I don't know anything. I don't, that's my answer. Uh, whatever his name is. Uh, whatever letter that is. Uh, B Chaff. I have fifty percent. It doesn't matter anymore. Sarah, go ahead. That's correct. For bonus points. Uh, the girl was Cedar. Nobody cares. I'm not doing bonus points. Bonus but... point. I'm giving myself a bonus point. Okay. David, take it away. <laughs> he can't. Give it to me. <clears throat> I deserve it. Okay, so 
Now, if you, Wesley, if you get this last question right, you will tie with your thing from last week. I don't care. Oh, I know this one. Okay. Question 15. I should know this one. What, which Hunger Games did Fennec win? Is it A, the 60th, B, the 65th, C, the 70th, or D, the 73rd? Like we were saying in the podcast, I couldn't remember if it was the 74th or the 75th, but since you only... 74th, 75th. 64th or 65th one, I couldn't remember which one it was, but since you cleared it up for me here, I'm going to go with the 65th um, Hunger Games, which would, I guess, put him at... Um, 24. Yeah, 24 years old when, when and he comes into it. So that's my final answer, 64. I'm amazing, whether I get this right or not. 50%, baby. 50%. You know, you just said 64, not 65, right? <laughs> I know what you meant. I know what you yeah. meant, yeah. 65, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sarah? I said B. There wasn't another one that was close to that, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's all... Yes. Thank you, sir. So, what do I win? Uh, bragging rights. You don't earn any bragging rights. I whites. <laughs> bragging rights. Oh, what? see, I no. I will give. Uh, I don't know. We have some wipes somewhere. I can. I can give. I can gift wrap them and give them to her. I don't know. It's like cleaning wipes. You know. I think like I Clorox. deserve a treat. I don't. You don't get any. Um, but I, on the other hand. Am still above fifty percent as an average uh, so far for Trailcast Trivia. So um, for for me and and only me. Um, thank you, thank you. All right. Uh, so Wesley, you finished with. I don't even get claps. I don't know. Better luck next time, Sarah. You should have known better and should have not lost uh, two or three. How many did you lose? Two. How many did you get wrong? You only got two wrong. So Sarah, you went. So Sarah, you went thirteen and two. And where's the like loser alarm? Where's oh. the boo? I need a boo. And Wesley, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and Wesley, you went. What's new? What's new? Nobody cares. What's new? What's new with you? I got fifty percent. That's all I needed. What's new with you? I guess I guess Wesley's trying right, to talk so, to you. We're going on what's it with you now, but uh, Wesley, so it's you great got, that I win. Wesley, you got ten and five. I was gonna say it's, just, it's uh, great that I uh, went above fifty percent. Um, but we are on a new segment uh, called "What's New with You," and it's not Ahsoka this week. Um, so uh, that being said, though, uh, I, I appreciate all the uh, all the fans uh, who who have been rooting for me. Uh, and no you know what? Rooting we will for continue you. to go fifty. We will we will be going fifty percent the rest of this year. We will be going fifty percent. Don't worry about that. So uh, just just you know keep keep supporting. You know, hey, we we going strong, we're going strong. So you, you, you know, know you for knowing you. yourself, I guess. You know, you you kind of you kind of remind me of uh, Garrett from uh, Dude Perfect. He he just like you know doesn't doesn't care about winning. He just wants to be in the top three. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So uh, we're not losers here. We're just average. So, 
my motto. You're just okay, David, average. you're a loser, but I'm I'm average. I'm average. Uh huh. But yeah, um, so what's new with you? Well, that's a horrible question, Sarah. <laughs> oh, I um, I've been playing Mario Party and Mario Kart a lot with Wesley. It's detrimental to our relationship. He's a very bad loser and also a bad winner. He's just bad in general. <laughs> uh, no, I'm very good. I have. I am undefeated so far. Mm-hmm. Don't play Mario, Mario Party, Party with this man. Our card is a little different. Anyway, uh, I've also been playing Tears of the Kingdom some when I can. Um, watching Phineas and Ferb and... I love Lucy. Hmm. Oh, where, where have you gotten to in uh, Tears of the Kingdom? Not far. <laughs> Not far. Don't, don't spoil uh, anything because I do plan on playing it at some point. It's been a minute. I haven't played in a, in like a week or two, probably mm-hmm. probably two or three. Um, but I was like up in the sky. I don't know if you're up in the sky for the whole game. Maybe you are, and that's not helpful. I'll find out later, won't I? <laughs> okay, so you really haven't played uh, that much then. Just learned how to make things stick together. Yeah, so you really have not played that much then. No. Okay. I no. have a life. <laughs> David, um, speaking of games, um, I'm looking at the schedule now. When do I have to have uh, Fallout? play by uh tomorrow yes tomorrow um whenever the show comes out uh we're gonna talk about fallout whenever the show comes out so oh so i have time then yeah you'd probably tell him like two weeks before that though as long as i get two weeks off (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it'll be uh sometime next year probably earlier next year like some like probably february or march all right fine i'll figure it out david what have you been up to i'm dying to know uh school work pretty much it although um this past weekend i did watch uh the the dungeons and dragons movies on prime now but you know uh honor (laughs) among thieves i actually watched that uh I'm wishing was now, it good? I wanted to see it when it came out. I'm wishing now we had planned to go see, to talk about the podcast because that movie was actually really good. That's why I had heard that it was good, but like it just flopped because of the other movies that were coming out at the same time. And so it was basically sandwiched between movies that people would rather have gone seen. Um, so we but, didn't uh, see it. Yeah, I think we had other things that we were talking about on here and other things we wanted to see, but... Um, Apparently, there was plans for a sequel, and because of the flop, there may or may not be one. I don't know. It mm-hmm. depends on who's making it and what they're I thinking do... about doing. But I want a sequel, too, because it was really good, but I yeah. don't know if it's going to happen. And that, now I I'm need to w- watch that. Now I'm kind of wishing I had gone to see it in the theater just to kind of support it more, but, you know. Yeah. Hey, like you said, 
and and you know uh you've been doing work in school and you're busy with our stuff it's hard to go to the theaters it's just i mean mm-hmm. i do it for the job but <laughs> it's not easy it's easier to just put a movie in at home and you know watch those things there but nothing good in theaters now i wanted right, to go i've heard the creator's pretty good but um I, I don't have any like connection to it or anything like that. I just heard that it was apparently a good movie, mm-hmm. at least visually or something. Mm-hmm. I don't care to go see the Paw Patrol movie. I think the only other movie know. that's coming out this year that actually looks good is uh, Battle Song of Birds and Snakes. Although I am kind of worried they're going to mess it up, but yeah, I'm apprehensive. Yeah. Uh, David, you might know this, but um, I was talking to Sarah about this. So, uh, two questions. One, did the same person direct all three or four of the Hunger Games, and did they get that person to direct this movie? Uh, we'll see. We have uh, maybe it came across in your research. I don't know. That's something I normally would put in, like, Trail Guest Trivia, but uh, I don't. Yeah, I asked actually. Wesley if there was going to be, like, questions about, like, actors' names and stuff, and I was like, I won't know that. Yeah, she was asking me what the trivia was going to be about. It's Yeah, I typically put different things in there. Um, to Francis to... Lewis is directing The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Okay, he directed the first one. Let me see if he directed. I would assume he probably directed the others if he's also directing that. Um, let's see. Yeah, he directed Mockingjay too. And he directed and uh, Catching Fire. Fire. Yeah, yeah. So he did direct. Okay. He he so, did yes. direct the four, and he's directing uh, Battle Song. So that could be promising. The direction is good. There's a lot of shaky cam, which can kind of be a little nauseating sometimes, but it's usually used well. Like it's usually used to hide some of the gore or to like put you more in Katniss's shoes. It's not like mm-hmm. used for no reason. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, well, I live a pretty boring life. So, are we gonna have the shortest "What's new with you" in uh, Come on, what's it? You, recent you history? Tell me out of the past uh, six weeks that we haven't actually done actually what's new with you that you haven't had anything new with you we started watching teen titans the good one or the reboot the good one okay there is no reboot what reboot exactly what you're talking about exactly (laughs) we've also been watching the batman uh the 2000s one not the 1991 so not the anime series but the batman yeah okay yeah, the Batman. Yeah, that, that, one, that one's pretty good. Too. Um, yeah, that one's. I feel like that's an underrated Batman TV show. Like it, because it, most people when you think of the animated Batman, you think of Batman, um, that the ninety the Batman the animated series Batman, and um, I think I mean this is good. Like it's a good TV show. It has we were watching uh, a couple of the uh, episodes and they have pretty intricate plots sometimes mm-hmm. for being a good show. Mm. Uh, okay, there so, was one that like the twist like i did not see coming 
which mm. is not usually true for kids shows yeah so like the the animated series uh is a lot darker than the batman but yeah the, for the batman being more more geared towards kids yeah it, it, there are still some intricate plot points and stuff <clears throat> which i think is like like why i like so, some of like uh i guess kind of reminds me of like clone wars maybe not early on but late, once it gets later on like you know it starts to actually get you know it's still a kid show but it starts to get more intricate plots and stuff yeah yeah um but yeah, I mean, David, you 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 ask uh, that nothing's happened in the past. What well, we've been talking about Ahsoka for the past, uh, I guess it would have been seven weeks because we we put two in one episode. Um, well, it would've been six because the first two were in one episode, and then uh, seven. Oh yeah, we did talk about the first two because they came up. For it's only weeks. been a couple weeks. It's only been a couple weeks, weeks, but uh, but um, I mean, let's be honest here. I I do very little besides the. I work and then this so you know life is pretty slow oh mm -hmm. we watched oh, fast all busy a couple weeks ago i don't yeah, think of did. any other movies we've seen recently you watch what all pass, all pass. it's oh. a comedy yeah um not about school yeah, we'll in a minute yeah <laughs> very small scene. I was about to say, <laughs> you go, you go. Oh, it's got Bo Burnham in it. It's like if you lead with that, nobody's gonna like. They're gonna miss him in the movie. Mm. Yeah, it's uh Owen Wilson. Um, he's one of the main guys, and another guy. I don't remember what his name is. Girl. Uh, Jenna Fisher's in it as well. That's right. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. I was about to say. I know like the main couple, knew. and then their friends uh are are also. Or I don't remember the actors' names for that, but um. Yeah, um, and then Bo Burnham makes a appearance. See, and here's the thing: I find it hard. The to... wives basically gives their husbands hall passes to cheat, and then it backfires on them because they can't actually. Well, it doesn't. Women. Uh huh. But okay, yeah. so the premise of the movie: the premise of the movie is that the guys are like, uh, it starts off, and uh, they're going into some party, and uh, Jenna Fisher gets on Owen Wilson's character for looking at it, checking out a, a lady. And so his friend comes up and it's like, you got to do it. Like, you know, we, they don't notice, you know, like you can't, you can't let them notice that you're checking out another girl. And then it shows the girls talking and they're like, yeah, you know, my husband thinks that he gets away with it, but I see it every time, you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, with all this in mind, they're like, okay, we're going to give uh, cause I think another lady gives them the idea to do a hall pass. And she's like, you know, yeah, that's what I did to my husband. And you know, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, all right, well, we'll do that to our husbands. And so the whole movie is about them trying to get dates. And obviously, they're 40-year-old middle-aged men who have no game, never had any game anyways. Uh, and then at the end of the movie, um, they're like, actually, we love our wives. We don't want to, you know, just that, the other thing. So it's an interesting movie. It's a, it's mm -hmm. a comedy. It's a funny, funny comedy. Mm -hmm. So, But see, that's kind of thing. Like, doing the podcast, I feel like I don't have a... Like where I would watch movies, I watch movies for the podcast. So, you know, most of the movies I have that no I've watched, most of the movies I've watched recently, we talk about on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. This very was... go ahead. It's a really good idea to have a segment. What's new with you? But it's a really bad idea with the way our lives are structured. 
This might have been more than seven weeks ago. I don't remember. But uh, we also watched Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, which is a really good movie. Oh, we didn't. You yes, watched did. it. No, I, I made you watch it later. I must have fallen asleep because I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, we're going to watch it tonight then because it's a really good movie. Well, with Matthew Mahanake? No, no, no. You mentioned that you wanted to watch it, but we didn't end up watching it that night. Matthew Mahanake? Mm-hmm. Mahanake, yes. <laughs> Is he possessed? Do we need to do an exorcism <laughs> or something? I wouldn't work. That's another movie that's out. Like a 20th exorcist or something. Yeah, uh, and the 10th saw. <clears throat> yeah. We were talking about the other night, the Saul franchise. Did Again, you... all my knowledge comes from film theory. Another franchise that just gets like worse every time they make another one, and then there's supposedly also... this one is like the best one yet. Huh. But then there's also That's weird thing. There's also weird thing. I forget what it is, but there's also a weird thing of like one of the one of the sequels is a sequel to the first one, but not the other sequels that came before it. So it decanonized, like, I don't remember the exact number, but it's like the fifth one decanonized the second, third, and fourth one, but it's a direct sequel to the first one. It's weird. Well, I, I heard we that, were talking... this, that the tenth one is supposed to be right after the first one. See, they, they do that. Uh, they keep, they, they, the first one is the good one, and they keep trying to get, do good sequels to it. We were talking about this the other day, but it's like, um, I think, Saul dies in like the fifth or something. Yeah, you know, they, in one of the later ones, he dies in it. And so all the ones after that, they like came into the timeline between, you know, one through whatever, you know. So, like, I think their timeline's a little whack because they couldn't figure out what they wanted to do with it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to actually have a timeline when you don't know what you want to do with it. That's why the sequel trilogy in Star Wars failed. They had a timeline. They just didn't know what they wanted to do with it. Isn't that what David just said? No. He said something different. <laughs> huh. you, sure? you know, I don't like the peanut gallery <laughs> that we invited on to this podcast. Well, I mean... I've idea? always been told that I'm the best part of all of our videos. I'm the only nuts needed in this podcast. And what I meant, I okay, meant okay, what I okay, said. Okay, okay. <laughs> Moving on. Not dwelling on Aria. that. <laughs> oh. oh boy. <laughs> I didn't bring any nuts. What, 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 what? David, you're being outnumbered. <laughs> yeah, and I don't like it. I thought you didn't want me here. <laughs> I don't. Get out. This is my podcast. Oh, okay. I've already told David that. This is my that. podcast, and he produces it, and occasionally comes on and talks. I already told you Maggie and I are going to take over. I'm oh, okay no. The car exploded. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. Not the car. <laughs> Not my car. 
Okay, I think we're pretty is much... Is there anything else we're doing, or is that the <laughs> I think we're pretty much done. This conversation has just become, like, completely unstructured, so... <laughs> Trapcast. The show that gets so far off track, you'll have to stick around to see just where we end up. I don't even know really where we... I don't even know where we end ended there. up. We ended up... in... Mm-hmm. Huh? I couldn't tell if you were what? frozen or if you just like it's like <laughs> your brain stopped. <laughs> if, if he was frozen or if he was frozen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, if we are done, um, then I think I'm as ceremonian, uh, so as ceremony, as what? <laughs> as tradition. <laughs> Ceremony. Sarah, you no tradition. You need to sign us off. Oh no, I I forgot about this part. Shut up and then start talking again. Wait, I remember a little bit more this time. I know I'm supposed to say, well, that's all we have for you today. I think I might be thinking of something else that I listened to. Uh, make sure you join us next week. On the trail cast. Do, 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 do. Copyright and can't do that. <laughs> you know, as much as when Robert was on, he was making fun of us, and rightfully so, but he was, um, he's still the only one who's gotten close. <laughs> I usually don't listen to the outro, not gonna lie. <laughs> well, you, you got the first line and the last line. Missed all the mumbo jumbo in between. When I make it my show, I'll make my own outro. Alright, just 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 just, just, just cut.